0: Got things done. I love that song in Spider-Man 2. That's BJ Thomas, in case you're wondering. And this is episode 233 for June 2013. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that started 38th and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. An example on their great prices is on Superior Spider-Man Team Up number two. And this one Spidey teams up with the Scarlet Spider to take on the Jackal. And in case you didn't know, back in the day, Kane killed Doc Ock, so it's going to be payback time, evidently, and this should be a good one. The cover price is $3.99. Mail order has it for just $2.47, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Me. All right, let's uh, do our segments now. We've got uh, Spider History with junior We're going back to June of 1976. And that month, Amazing Spider-Man came, uh, 157 came out. The title is The Ghost That Haunted Octopus. Only 17 pages. Written by Lynn Wien and artist Ross Andrew. Tell me about what happened this month, Jr.
1: Ah, yes. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed pulling out these old comics and inhaling the, the smell of decomposing wood pulp. Ah, they just, yeah. they <laughs> just do not make them <laughs> like that anymore. Through a dollar bill. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, this is a perfectly topical-ish story. It is. Because it is. Uh, in this one, Dr. Octopus is haunted by a ghost. You know, and uh, and in the current storyline, at least, well, un- until last issue, he was haunted by a ghost. So yep. that's a little bit of a little bit of a fun thing here, and we can bring everything around.
0: Uh, this issue cost twenty five cents.
1: Well, I mean, it was only twenty five <laughs> cents too. Still, yeah, only, still
0: only twenty five yeah. cents.
1: So, but anyway, uh, actually, <coughs> oh, excuse me. The story starts out actually, uh, and that was kind of this was kind of what was fun about the Spider-Man in the 70s is uh, you had all these kind of subplots going on and it, it, but it didn't get it didn't. It wasn't for some reason. It didn't seem as aggravating then as it does now. Uh, <laughs> where, where now it just, you just feel like it doesn't go anywhere or something. But anyway, the, the issue starts out with Spider-Man diving into the Hudson River looking for the Spider-Mobile because, as you recall, back in issue 141, uh, Spider-Man drove it drove it off a pier because uh, the, at that time Mysterio two, Danny Burkhart, because we all thought the Mysterio one was dead, uh, made. Spider-Man. Spider-Man believed that he was actually on a pier. He sunk Spider-Mobile, so now he's looking for it, and it's not there. Womp womp. So, <laughs> you know, of course, then that will uh, that will figure in in issue number 160 uh, when my killer, the car, uh, oh, yeah. is the story. So then we got another one of these patented Bertoni scenes that are you know that he's that you know that he can find all kinds of things wrong with and find endless amusement in it uh and which I cannot even dream of, of approaching but uh so I'll just go through it real quickly uh Harry Osborne uh is leaving his shrinks office and Flash who's you know they're now new roommates and buds and stuff like that Flash is offering him a lift you know and and uh All of a sudden, then, as as Harry is talking about how you know he conveniently doesn't remember anything right after Norman, his father, died, and that his doctor, Doctor Banning, who apparently will go through a name change uh, in a few issues, become (laughs) Uh Doctor Hamilton, uh, you know, and of course they're talking about you know Harry's talking about his temporary insanity, which I, honest to God, cannot believe there is such a thing. But anyway, that's another thing. So all of a sudden, then out of a city of 8 million people, guess who's knocking on the window? Liz Allen. Uh, there you go. You know, and it's like, how did Liz get there? You know, I mean, she's got no car. She says a girl could stand her death, you know. Oh, wait, just stand out here. She's not saying whether it's cold or not. But anyway, so Liz just walks by. Where, where is she? I mean, you know. Manhattan Island is a fairly large island. But anyway, so she knocks on the window, and, uh, you know, Harry says, well, hello, Miss Allen, and Liz says, pasha, don't call me Miss Allen. You tried to save me from that creepy mirage dude who had little triangles on the side of his head, remember? Uh, and... uh you know, she says, "Hey, why don't we go out and get some coffee, you know, together?" And and Harry, you know, Harry says, "Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's been a long time since I've gotten gotten laid." So he just walks out of the car, <laughs> and they leave, you know, and they leave. Flash just sitting there, going, "What the hell happened?" You know, I'm the big stud athlete. You know, I'm supposed to get laid, and uh, you know, except it's, <laughs> but, but, but this, but this weird they, guy. They ignore the- him. <laughs> Yeah, this guy with a cre- this guy with a creepy hairdo who's just literally come out of an insane asylum gets the girl. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's the way it worked in my day. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, and speaking of crazy, and speaking of crazy ladies who ought to be in insane uh, insane asylums, uh, we the the situation reverts to Forest Hills, where, as we know, in the previous issue, uh, which Brad tried to spoil when we discussed it last year. Uh, you know, remember Dr. Octopus died, uh, theoretically, in issue, I think, what, 131 or 2, after he was trying to marry Aunt May, because Aunt May in- inherited an island that had a nuclear reactor on it. So, oh, yeah. anyway, we're going we're to kind of revisit that, but anyway, but then, you know, Doc survived, and he hung out, he was like a vagrant for all this time, and then, at the end of issue 156, he revealed himself, you know, he showed up at Aunt May's doorstep, and I'm really Dr. Octopus, I'm Otto Octavius, well, we find out now that you know uh, uh, May has had such a thing for Otto that she has kept his, you know, she has kept his green and orange supervillain jumpsuit uh, in a box in her house all this time. And <laughs> like so Monica then, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so then, and so then, Doctor Octopus gets naked and lathers up in Aunt May's oh. shower uh wow oh, wow, yeah, and then after dr. Octopus gets his clothes back on uh oh, he wrap he wraps he wraps his tentacle around Aunt may and hey, she, may, get, may. And, she get, <laughs> and she and she she giggles <laughs> with schoolgirl delight um, as she's being wrapped by his uh see? his uh, tentacle well, of course then you know once again in a scene reminiscent actually of um of a a brand new day when peter walks in on aunt may and jameson senior going at it uh this is the 70s though so he walks in on may and otto just sitting having coffee uh and uh peter parker you know peter's brought some kentucky fried chicken and uh and then he and you know octopus is sitting there having tea and uh he said, is it really KFC? Is it, yeah, it is. Does it
0: say KFC? Yeah, oh, it's no.
1: Colonel Chicken, you know.
0: Oh, Colonel Chicken. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, Peter, I didn't expect you and I just thought you might like to join me in a tub of Colonel Chicken, Aunt May, uh, <laughs> although I doubt we'd both fit. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, and, so anyway, Peter says, uh, you know, holy shit, it's Dr. Octopus. I need to talk <laughs> You know, sitting on my aunt's couch. God knows what else he's done. Uh, and uh, oh dear God! Oh so, no! He, so he he wants to know. He says, "Oh man, I got to talk to Doc. You know, and, you know, find out where those tentacles have been." And, <laughs> oh, he went there! Oh no, he went there! And it <laughs> <worked>. <laughs> there's you know, even more dangerous than feeding a gremlin after after many, is letting an old man talk after midnight, long after his bedtime. <laughs> um, so anyway, he says, gee, Aunt May, it's cold. Would you go get my red sweater?" You know. And so the dipshit old lady leaves the room to go look for <laughs> red sweater. <laughs> Which but, she doesn't uh, own. Yeah. Well, yeah. We get to that. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, you know, Peter says, "All right, you know, Doc, you know." Um, You better tell me what's going on or I'm going to wring your fat neck. And, uh, the doc says, Hey, I don't mean to hurt you, but, uh, hey, give me that piece of chicken and I'll explain everything. Man, he he's the hands chomping on some chicken, so, so you can just imagine if this were, you know, this were being played out, you know, you know, Doctor, o- you know, Alfred Molina would be, going, as you probably know, a man called, you know, so he's eating this chicken, and <laughs> he's, you know, he's got his chicken leg, and and uh, so we we do a flashback to where Octopus and Hammerhead in issue one thirty two or so are confronting each other at the nuclear power plant. Alright. And Dr. Octopus says, Hammerhead, you're, you blanking moron. This is an active nuclear breeder. The slightest vibration could set off a chain reaction. And so, Hammerhead rushes at Dr. Octopus, Doc ducks, and Hammerhead crashes his head through a panel, you know, which for all intents and purposes could be like the case to the fire extinguisher. And, you know and it's going to blow the nuclear reactor up i don't even think the nuclear reactor in the china system was that was that volatile so because there's no controls there's no failsafes there's everything is controlled by this little panel that hammerhead crashes into
0: and I, I just I just saw the panel you're talking about of Doc eating chicken.
1: <laughs> That's so
0: damn funny. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Go
1: ahead. So anyway, so the nuclear oh is going to blow up. Nobody is manning this thing. Nobody is there to shut down the control rods. I mean, I could just I just I just go on and on and on. I mean, this is like a fifth grader's understanding of of science. Uh, science. Anyway, so. Doctor Octopus, or or Alice, I guess somebody from Florida, understanding of science, because not only have I routinely insulted Floridians for not being able to vote, but now Bertoni brings up, but you guys all brought up the Floridian with the uh, fraudulent eBay auction. <laughs> anyway, so. Dr. Doctor Octopus, you know, runs away thinking, you know, oh, oh, the nuclear bomb's going to blow, and, you know, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to get away here? And then he happens to see his henchman start to crawl down a tube, you know, and of course it's like, oh, aha, you know, since we got, you know, the the a nuclear power plant has all these fail-safe little tubes to hide. In in case it just happens to blow up. Uh, so, you know, Doc, you know, throws the henchman out. He jumps into the tube and he wraps himself in his tentacles <laughs> and says, Oh, the, the same tentacle that he wrapped around Aunt May. And, uh, <laughs> and then and says, All I can do now is pray. And, well, then the, <laughs> nuclear, the nuclear item or nuclear power plant goes boom.
2: Not a, Dr. Not a refrigerator, Ock, the, though.
1: Dr. Octopus washes ashore, says, apparently my mechanical arms saved me after all, but the explosion grafted them to my flesh once more permanently. And you know it's really permanently because it's all bold, it's all all bold caps, and it's italicized. So this time, Bunky, it's for real. You will never see Dr. Octopus without his arms attached to him again. Until
0: we get to spectacular in the 80s where Spidey rips
1: him out. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, exactly. And uh, so, anyway, then Aunt May comes back and says, Peter, you don't own a red sweater. (laughs) 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 It's just this oh, God damn. And then all of a sudden, you know, everyone turns around and says, Oh my! And then it's the ghost of Hammerhead. Oh gosh. Okay. Is, is he carrying chicken? No, he's not carrying chicken. <laughs> no dead uh, chickens. Okay. No, and, and he he doesn't have, he he doesn't uh, he doesn't have his hands around his own either. So. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh no! So uh, anyway, come to play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Hammerhead did. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, honest to God, I mean it's like uh, 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 I I know again this is you know this is stupid science and I, we've already accepted the fact that a, a guy con- mentally controls mechanical tentacles and uh, a guy crawls on walls but I mean come on a gangster is is a ghost is is, a, is turned into a ghost by a nuclear explosion anyway Aunt May faints again uh, <laughs> of course Doctor <laughs> Octopus runs away from Hammerhead with Aunt May. And Peter changes into Spider-Man. So he starts following Doctor. He starts following Doc Ock and Aunt May, and he crashes through some lady's window. And in the peculiarities, if you look at page 17, in one of the peculiarities uh, of, of comics that doesn't appear anymore because of the of the color separation processes that appeared or that were used back then, Spider-Man crashes through the window without his pants on. He is absolutely <laughs> up naked because the blue, and this isn't the only time it happened. If you, but anybody, can scan of that. The, that's awesome. The color blue just, uh, you know, it didn't, uh, it didn't print literally. So it's literally flesh-colored skin. He's literally coming through the window <laughs> naked from his waist down. So and like <laughs> <and laughs> God sticks his dear. dog on, him. so you know, so he runs away because definitely, if he's not, go- he's he's not wearing his pants, he doesn't want a dog to get a hold of anything. He's <laughs>
0: really the superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> so Spider-Man catches up with Doctor Octopus to try to save Aunt May, and he he grabs Aunt May and he says, "Thank heaven she's been unconscious. I don't know if her weak heart could stand the shock." Ugh. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Anyway, and then and then Doctor Octopus and, and Spider Man had this great '70s banter, where <laughs> Spider Man's is trying to, you know, he's got a hold of Doc's tentacles and he's trying to hold him firm. Ooh, okay, well, at least he's not trying to hold it <laughs> up. Uh, he says, Cuddles, the day I have trouble with you is the AI I enlist in the Campfire Girls. And Dr. Octopus, that master of witty banter and repartee, says, then get your enlistment papers ready, you simple-minded cretin, uh, for that day has arrived. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, well... <sighs> What else is there to say? Doc gets away again, steals Aunt May again, try you know escapes on a get, goes to a tall building with a heliport, uh, flies away on a helicopter. Uh, Spider-Man attack you know uh, zips a web line out to get him, and Doctor Octopus finds him, snips the web, li- web line while the uh, the helicopter is several hundred feet over agric- an agricultural ag- expanse. And the issue ends with Spidey saying, there's nothing handy for me to grab on with my wedding or webbing. Face it here, no, this time you've bought the farm. <laughs> so, Oh, God. And <laughs> that's just that's the start of a Titanic three-part tale where in part two... Uh Dr Octopus thinks he has found a way to zap the ghost of Hammerhead out of non-existence but what he really does is zap Hammerhead back into his real form. Uh and then fine. we have, and then we have more of this nonsense uh, uh where you know and then Hammerhead apparently dies in a helicopter crash and Doc Ock and Spider-Man uh, Decide that they're too bi- they're they're tired of fighting with each other and they go their separate ways. And Aunt May is just an absolutely dumbfounded old dingbat the entire time. Uh, <laughs> honest to God, you know, she, she does, I guess in the 70s, you know, you didn't have this relentless bombardment of 24-hour media. But, honest to God, she doesn't know that Dr Octopus is a scumbag, and <laughs> and she just acts so stupid and juvenile the whole time. I mean, is she senile? she literally is friggin senile, and yeah. this is obviously a, a young person's idea of what old people are like it's very i mean when you go back and read these old issues, seriously, really, it is very irritating. To see how Aunt May is written, I, and I, I can't believe that I, I, I even remotely accepted it, even when I was a, a, a preteen back in the 1970s. Yeah. This is just absolutely horrid characterization. So anyway, that was that was this month in Spider history for amazing Spider-Man. Plenty of good old crappy cheesy 70s. Mm, good. Wow, it was that was rough, dude. Man,
0: uh, we also had a issue of Marvel Team-Up came out this month. Uh, Spider Man is teaming up with Deathlock. Uh, and the title is Am I Now or Have
1: I Ever Been? Written by Bill Matlow and art by Sal Simma. Now, well, This is the first Deathlock, boys and girls, and if you decide to go Google him, you'll find out there's been at least three others. And, yep. and uh and of course, Deathlock is one of those characters that has always, like I said, like with Killraven, when we talked about this last year, has always hung around the periphery of the Marvel Universe, was essentially rendered redundant and anachronistic because the future timeline of which he appeared came and went. <laughs> so, <laughs> <yeah>. but, <laughs> and I'm getting ahead of myself. As we talked about last year, which you would know if you would go back and listen to, well, hey, who was that dude who listened to five, five months worth, or five, uh, Five months worth of podcast in two days or something. I don't know.
0: He didn't uh, like Spider-History. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like
1: spider Yeah, go screw yourself, asshole. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, pro- he's probably mentally fried anyway right now. But uh, anyway, w- we know that Spider-Man has been... For the last six months, of Marvel team-up spent time traveling. He spent several months in uh, 17th century Salem during the Salem Witch tri- rich, 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 rich Trials. And then he uh, cat- tried to get back to his own time. He catapulted into the future, Mount Kilraven. But, and now he lands in yet another future. Okay? And this is the distant future, boys and girls. New York is in ruins. And Spider-Man sees this half, you know, this cyborg talking to apparently nobody in particular who's really a, a computer attached to him, uh, sees a cyborg talking to himself. And he's got this nasty-looking laser pistol. And then he's he's aiming it at a bunch of seemingly harmless little... Kids, uh, teenage kids, inspire Spider-Man goes, oh, man, you know, I can't, let the, I can't let some futuristic cyborg zap these harmless-looking kids. So he decides to pick a fight with, with Deathlock, and then the kids turn around, and oh, guess what? They're not so harmless-looking. They are actually a bunch of ra- irradiated muties. Yeah, but he calls them muties because, you know, in the, in this time frame, you know, we have muties and cannibals, okay? And it, I guess, in this, as we learn later, these, these people are both. They're both muties and cannibals, or whatever. But anyway, they get together, and they pool their their irradiated blood into power that emanates through these glowing Rubik's Cubes they're all holding, and they unleash ma- uh, Big Master Zap, you know, and... Um, Spider-Man and Deathlok escape and they they beat a few of them up and and uh then it's like well you know Spider-Man says well I ain't got anything else to do this is the future so I'll just follow you for a while and Deathlok says well welcome to the year get ready for it, boys and girls 1990 oh no yeah. The future, you know, just like, you know, it it gives you that same kind of feeling when you realize that Days of Future Past happened in the the year 2013. I know it (laughs) (laughs) did. But this is a really, really wasteful pedestrian story. Basically... yeah it, it basically deathlock just you know walks around and says you know yeah this the the, the world really looks like shit you know now and uh, in 1990 uh, <laughs> <he was right. laughs> the, the, the teenage the teenage muties come back they try to zap spiderman and deathlock again spiderman and deathlock you know save the day de- you know win and Spider-Man lectures Deathlock on how to act in this barbaric future. You know, it's like, you know what, that guy, I'm not from this time. Uh, I, have, I haven't been put, put through the literal hell that you've been through. Uh, I haven't lost my entire family and my entire way of life. Uh, but I'm going to tell you how you should survive in this future. That's Spider-Man for you. You know. Uh, but really, the, uh, and so he gets on the magic surfboard and leaves, uh, and then he finally winds up back in his own time. Um, sadly, uh, like I said, I've always liked time—I've uh, always liked time travel stories. But these were just horrible one and done that absolutely wasted the potential of Spider-Man. Of a, You know, the whole idea of telling a time travel story is to contrast that with modern times or put our character into an unfamiliar situation and see how he reacts. But, you know, Spider- Spider-Man doesn't learn anything about this particular future. And guess what? When he finally gets back to his own time, he forgets that he was even there. Oh, uh, well, what's the point of that one? You know, and he doesn't even need Mephisto, you know. <laughs> uh, he, he just forgets. Um you know, I guess there's only so much story you could tell in 17 issues. And I finally had a chance to actually read the original Deathlock issues from, I think it was, uh, was it Tales to Astonish or Marvel Comics Presents? It was one of those. Uh, Astonishing something or other, hell, I don't know. Astonishing Tales, was that it? I'm or, I don't know. Sure, but I, and I got a, finally got a chance to read those, you know, thinking, oh, you know... Uh, to, you know, this, this would be good to see what, you know, science fiction is...
0: Yeah, you know, Astonishing Tales featuring Deathlock the Demolisher. You yeah, know, that was it.
1: What, you know, the 70s perception, you know, cause, uh, you know taking the 70s politics and economics and, and issues of the time and projecting them in another 20 years, and, you know, I thought, oh, that'll be interesting. I went back and read those. They were dull, deathly death. dull. And, you know, you learn you, you learned nothing about the circumstances that brought that particular future into being you know the, the the country was run by you know basically a general ross clone gone completely mad you know and that's essentially what he was he looked like general ross he acted like a goofy general ross and, and- and that was it. Um he uh, just utter, uh, utterly boring stuff. I mean, I can't believe we read this stuff. It was just atrocious. So, anyway, that's there there it is the month this this month in spider history, you know, which I know you didn't like out there, you asshole, so you know. <laughs> so, uh, so there can uh, can fast uh, forward and will not hear that. There we there we are boys and girls. Uh,
0: yeah, he won't hear your insult, Jerry's fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, let's do Bertoni's bio since we're on a history kick. Tell me what we got uh, this month, Josh.
2: Yes, this and, and this is perfect because it crosses streams with uh, the segment that Jr. just did. Um, instead of doing a character, Ooh, we're not
1: supposed to cross the streams. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> oh yes and 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 there's a lot of you know uh, taboos like crossing streams forbidden love May December romances or really January December romances uh, if this month in spider history um, instead of doing a character I decided to do a relationship uh, a plot point I'm going to borrow a Stella segment uh, from Batgirl the Oracle shipper spotlights and uh, I, I wish I had her theme music for that here because that's really catchy
1: um
2: <laughs> We're, we're going to talk about uh, the history of um, the epic romance in Otto Octavius's life, uh, Otto and May, since now Otto's getting some again um, with Anna Maria Marconi, but you know he's still hanging around with Aunt May. So this, this whole thing started in – let me open up. I, I know it's Amazing Spider-Man Annual uh, 1, but I want to get the images here just so I can have them in front of me for reference. An Amazing Spider-Man Annual One, when Aunt May and Betty Brant were kidnapped by Doctor Octopus, and Aunt May was too stupid to know that, he was ki- that she was being kidnapped. <laughs> sure. and, uh, she, uh, yeah, it's if you read the whole, she's totally oblivious the whole time. And Doctor Octopus is like coming in, you know, serving them tea, but he's saying things to Betty Brant like, "Oh, when Doctor, when when we're done with Spider-Man, we'll take care of you." Ha 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 ha! Mrs. Parker, what do you suppose he meant by that? I don't know, my dear, but doesn't he have the most charming manners? He's so well spoken, and when Spider-Man rescues them, Aunt May is just saying, "I'm afraid I don't understand any of this." Actual dialogue. Um, if you ever can go back and listen to that episode of classics, uh, we had a lot of fun with Aunt May, and that uh, Bailey was on that one. That was a fun one. That was the well, one he fell asleep.
0: Yeah, the thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. <sighs> So the next time that they meet again, it's, it, they do retcon that, there's, that they bump into each other on the street in um, an issue of Untold Tales. And there, Awk is, like, absolutely exacerbated that Aunt May still doesn't know that he's a villain, like his thought balloon is. Let's see. This is unbelievable. I recently held this woman prisoner along with Betty Brant while I was part of the ill-fated Sinister Six. She does not seem to comprehend that my intentions were less than benevolent. So. <laughs> that poor sweet woman. Oh that, that 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 dear sweet woman, so, but the next yep. time publishing history he runs into her, it's amazing spider man issue fifty four when um he responds to an ad to be a boarder, whose house is it
1: uh, Anna Anna wa-
2: who's's it what
1: Anna Watson's house wouldn't
2: it yep, Anna Watson's house, everyone always assumes that that Aunt Smith, that, that that's Aunt May's house, including. In hashtag when, like, Peter's looking at Aunt May's house for the, like, last time saying, and look, Mary Jane, here I, here's where I walked in on Aunt May having tea with Dr. Octopus in Amazing Spider-Man issue 54. Yeah, that was the house next door, Peter. A nice try.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it, that, that's the infamous story where, Aunt, where uh, Dr. Octopus uh, responds to the ad to be Aunt May's border. And she still isn't sure, you know, if he's a criminal. And she says, didn't I hear something about you being wanted by the police? Oh heavens no, madam, that was a mistake. The newspapers got the story all mixed up, as they often do. As a dedicated scientist, I was merely seeking to prevent a robbery. And that's good enough for Aunt May. She has a goofy smile on her face saying, Of course, how perfectly silly of me. I should have known. So let's this dangerous criminal in task nowadays, like, you know, when when you get borders, don't you have to do like background checks and credit history? That's too much and, work. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's funny, he, like, goes upstairs and he's smiling all the time. Then, like, he shakes his fist and, like, it's a good thing she's so unsuspecting because she, if, he, if she ever guessed what's in store, like, his face immediately changes. So Peter walks in, sees them having tea, as he remembers during Spider Island hashtag. Of course, he remembers the wrong house. And the second that and then he starts pointing and shouting, That's Dr. Octopus! He's the deadly criminal! And just like with Betty Brant, May's like, oh, no, no, He's just, he, he just merely has problems with his arms. So she goes to another room, not to find a red sweater this time, man. Mm. And Dr. Octopus says, if you cause a problem for me with this, I swear to God, I'll steal your body and try and have sex with your girlfriend. Don't you cross me. <laughs>
0: exact dialogue, by the
2: way. <laughs> exact dialogue. Um, Aunt May does see Spider-Man and Dr. Octopus um, having a fight, complete with the tentacles and everything, and faint. And after that, uh, Doctor Octopus disappears from Aunt May's life until um the the early Conway run. This was a really weird plot point, but Aunt May ran away from home and everyone's acting like she's ten years old and they're looking <laughs> for her like she's, she's she's out there all by herself. What do we do? Because um because Aunt May was doing uh, yeah, Aunt May was doing her usual thing of like, oh, Peter, know Peter. And Gwen was like, shut up already with the poor Peter. He's a man, and he's my man. I'm the only one that's allowed to say poor Peter now. And Aunt May runs away from home, and, like, Peter finds a note, and um, eventually Ned Leeds tracks her down at Dr. Octopus's, uh, like, he has, like, some sort of penthouse or something. And when Spider-Man goes in, Aunt May hits him over the head with a vase, Mm -hmm. And while Spider-Man and Doctor, uh, because apparently Aunt May found Dr. Octopus again and became his housekeeper, they're being surrounded by, you know, gangsters, and Hammerhead's men is attacking, there's gunshots everywhere, Spider-Man and the police are there, Aunt May still isn't buying that Dr. Octopus is a bad guy. And um, during the fight, this really grinds Spider-Man's gears, um, Aunt May saying, Dr. Octavius, you're so kind. And then we get a close-up on Spider-Man's face as he hears Auk says, Merely as kind as a man in love. And that really uh, tears him up. So Spider-Man gives Auk a beating right in front of Aunt May, who takes out a gun, threatening to shoot him. But it- <laughs> it's Aunt May. So, like, the gunshot, like, effect, she practically, like, falls over after she shoots the gun. Dr. Octopus gets arrested, Spider- Peter gets out, obviously, he didn't get shots, and um, Aunt May goes off to talk to Dr. Octopus, and Peter's like, now you can come home, instead of, you know, running away from home like you did, and she says that she's not coming home, I'm not coming home with you, Peter, Dr. Octavius has asked me to stay here to keep his house in order, and I've decided to accept, you see, you don't need me anymore, you've grown, you're a man now, you aren't my Peter, you're your own oh, I know what they say about Dr. Octavius, and I also know it isn't true. Now, hush, Peter, I'm doing the right thing. You don't need me, but Dr. Octavius does. That, that character development's forgotten about, you know, the next time Aunt May <sighs> and Peter have a scene together. But... Of course it is. <laughs> and, and everyone, you know, like Robbie, Ned Leeds, Gwen are all just standing there, jaws dropped. Nobody's trying to stop Aunt May from, you know, being a housekeeper for this guy who just had a bunch of people trying to kill showing up. So for the remainder of Conway's run, every time Peter tries to contact Aunt May, she's always, you know, being watched by Dr. Octopus's men. Um, She even shows up to Gwen Stacy's funeral with Octopus's goons. Eventually, like, you know, there's a whole big mystery subplot that's too much to get into, but... Peter tracks down this guy in Canada who gets shot. Finally, finds the paperwork in the mail, and it turns out that for whatever reason, Aunt May's inherited the nuclear island um, from one of from one of her relatives. Um, I, maybe it was one of those Rileys. I don't know. I don't know if if this family had a nuclear. I- how does one inherit a nuclear? How does that? It's the seventies. But like it's uh, what wh- what would you what would you do with it? I mean if I I know if you're Dr. Octopus, but like <laughs> how did Dr. Octopus know that Aunt May inherited it? This is never addressed. <laughs> And like, <laughs> it's uh, it sounds so crazy. Well, I mean, like, okay, let's say Doctor Octopus wasn't involved. Aunt May inherits this nuclear. What was she? It sounds like the setup for a sitcom. Like, she was an old widower until one day she found out she inherited a nuclear island. Now she's about to find out that running a nuclear island—record screeching sound—is not as easy as it looks. Like God. Uh So, so Peter goes uh, to Doctor Octopus's penthouse where. A wedding has started. For some reason, and this has always bothered me, why Aunt May would agree to any sort of wedding ceremony without inviting Peter. And, of course, it's, (laughs) you got the shadiest looking guys at the wedding. Everyone looks like they're a member of the mafia. And and Spider-Man's outside the window wondering what he's going to do. Now, and according to um, Amazing Spider-Man, issue 699, there may have been, you know, something that happened, you know, during the wedding or before the wedding. We debated about that at the time. Yeah. Oh, oh no. my shot, you buddy duddy But uh, yeah. the, the the wedding uh, isn't completed because Hammerhead burst through, and there's more fighting going on. And Aunt May is still confused, saying, "What do you want? What's going on? I'm so confused, Otto." Mm-hmm. They're like outside in the snow. Doctor Octavius, where are we? I've never seen this section of the grounds before. And it, she's in a wedding dress. They almost got married, and she's still calling him Doctor Octavius. You know, they're not even on a first name basis. <laughs> eventually yeah, eventually they wind up on the nuclear island. Otme fainted. Doctor Octopus and Hammerhead blow up because nobody could survive a nuclear explosion. And basically it's a joke of the issue that Aunt May's fainted and Peter's like, oh, I guess that's the end of that little realizing that like, geez, isn't Aunt May going to be pretty traumatized when she wakes up and realizes that her fiancé slash employer perished in a nuclear explosion? Isn't that going to be emotionally traumatizing that another man in her life died? But it's not addressed at all because the next issue, which is 134... Peter, you you see like a flashback of Peter taking Aunt May to go live with Anna Watson again, and she's still in the wedding dress. And then the next time you see Aunt May, which is early Clone Saga, all she really cares about is the fact that, you know, Gwen's running around and she has to ship Peter and Mary Jane again. So, (laughs) Dr. Octopus shows up again um, in the story that JR just covered, and I'm not going to recap those parts, you know, just the fine points that uh, uh, but what's interesting about that is that it's the first time that Otto talks about Aunt May in a in a more flattering tone. She's not a nuisance. She's not a part of his plans. You know, he's saying stuff like, "She's a good woman." That May Parker, better than I deserve. In the and, shower. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: After leaving her virtually stranded on the altar on a wedding day, you know, when I blew the fuck up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, it, he's. He's affectionate (laughs) towards her. In fact, let's see. This is the first time he says that, dear a woman. He says, because of the faith and confidence of that one gentle woman. Okay, so it's gentle woman again. And, and of course, he shares the chicken with Peter. But through the fight with Hammerhead that JR discussed, um, they get separated again. So the next time that there's any interaction between the two of them is in... I had the file up. It's um Spectacular Spider Man one seventy three and it's Christmas and Auk is oh, looking for yeah. yeah, I love this issue. I remember, he says I
0: remember that one.
2: Let the world curse the name of Doctor Octopus, I don't care, as long as this one person knows me as the man I was, the man I could have been, the rest of humanity may hang. And he's looking at a picture of Aunt May, and he's right outside the the window looking through and he sees Aunt May with Christy and Willie Lumpkin. And he says,
0: "I wonder who wrote that one was that uh, Conway that that was that was Conway, yeah, and did Conway write the aunt may uh wedding story yeah he he wrote the wedding okay. stuff, gotcha that makes sense that he would reference his own story, so yeah he, <coughs> it's a
2: terrible story, yeah, he see well, well, that's the weird thing because in the Conway run it seemed like Oc was manipulating Aunt May, but then in Len wine, it's like they act like he legitimately cared for her, maybe not in a romantic sense, but in some sort of you know some sort of platonic, like, weird relationship of, and 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 that's kind of followed up here. He's looking around and sees that she has the family. He says, there's only one thing I can give that sweet lady now. Okay, so we almost got dear sweet lady. He says, a peaceful, undisturbed Christmas Eve. So he's about to leave, but Spider-Man sees him, and they start fighting. Aunt May opens the door, and the two of them, like, it's a, it's a funny panel, like, they stop, and they look at her, and they're, like, it, they're embarrassed, and... He says, dear lady, forgive me. The last thing in the world I want was to disturb your merriment. Please carry on. So he leaves, and Aunt May's upset. She's like, that was Dr. Octavius. Why didn't he come in? The papers say you're a hero. But if you drove poor Otto away.
0: Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I'm going to guess the next appearance. Is it during the um, JMS run? Nope. Um, they're not together, but during the Clone Saga...
2: Um, oh, okay. When Dr. Octopus is taking care of Peter, right before he, you know, because Peter's dying and Dr. Octopus is going to get his neck snapped, you know, in a, in a few pages, mm-hmm. he's he's calling Aunt May because he needs to inform, you know, Peter's next of kin that he's not doing well. And he gets Anna Watson, and Anna says that Aunt May's basically on her deathbed, and mm-hmm. um, Stunner, who's Dr. Octopus's current girlfriend, who is significantly hotter than Aunt May, Um, even in her non-virtual reality states, when she was a fat woman. um, She can sense that Otto's upset, and he says, a very decent woman I once knew is apparently dying. I suspect that there's little I can do from her, aside from renewing my efforts to save the light of her life. However, I would like to repay my respects. And I I can't believe this next part. Stunner is going to deliver flowers to Aunt May, and she says, Otto's such a class act. He asked me to order a large bouquet from the local florist for that poor woman. That's just the kind of gallant gesture that I love about him. So, not only was Otto able to convince his current girlfriend to buy flowers for his ex-fiance, but he actually, like, she actually is thinking in her head, wow, isn't this guy wonderful? He's making me buy flowers for his ex-girlfriend. What a man.
1: <laughs> and, uh,
2: I always thought that was weird. And um, the next thing is, yes, it would be according to these notes. The, the JMS run where he's where they're in Hollywood and they're fighting. What was his name like? Carl or something? Uh,
0: Carlisle. Mm-hmm. Was it was it at the airport? Was it my is my memory? No, affecting? no, it,
2: it's on a it's on the set of Lobster Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I and they met. Doctor Octopus the, yeah, bursts in, and Aunt May sees him and says, Otto? And he says, May. And then she's like, Otto, Otto, Octavius. And then <laughs> Carla, or like, uh quotes um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. And then the fight continues. And then a- after the issue's hijinks and Aunt May says at dinner, Peter, I know that you're right. And Octavius, all this time, he was Dr. Octopus. That's right. Except she was calling him Dr. Octopus. So it's like it took Aunt May up until the JMS run to know that Otto Octavius, Dr. Octopus, was actually Dr. Octopus. Yeah. And um, one thing that fans complained about is, like, there was a Paul Jenkins issue a few months later where Aunt May figured out that Otto Octavius was Dr. Octopus for the second time. Was um, like, oh, oh, no, I shot you. Yes, um, it, it was a more continuity-heavy issue. They're looking through a photo album, and Peter sees uh, pictures of uh, Dr. Octopus and Aunt May. And it's funny because, like... The, it's like an engagement picture, and Peter's right behind him in the picture with, like, a dumbfounded look on his face.
0: <laughs>
2: and Aunt May's like, oh, how could you ever forgive me for bringing that man into our life? And uh, she remembers shooting him. And then um, there's a reference in Marvel Knights, issue one, to, like, Aunt May. Um, She's moving from her Forest Hills home for the final time, you know, supposedly. She's thinking about selling um her engagement ring from dr octopus on ebay but she thinks that that might be a betrayal of trust so Mm -hmm. i thought it was interesting that she still had the engagement ring after all that time during the events of one more day when there's the montage of peter going to various people to save on may you actually see like a little tiny panel of peter going to dr octopus but um you, you get the fact you get the picture that he probably said no judging by what happened later in that story And then in Amazing Spider-Man 600, when Auk is doing his thing, controlling the city, he sees an article about um, Aunt May marrying Jameson Sr., and he gets a little sad. And um, the Octobots, they do little things to um, sabotage the wedding, like canceling the venue, booking the other people, and... Uh, So that's something that Peter Parker has to fix. So that's basically the relationship between Otto and May from Amazing Spider-Man Annual 1 to what we're getting in Superior now.
0: That was a very good synopsis. Almost every appearance, that was good.
2: Yeah, I was going to do an article about it, so I had, like, all these appearances uh, in a little folder. I was going to do, like, something like the Betty and Flash thing, but I never got around to it. But I had the folder.
0: I liked it. I liked it a lot. Alright, you asked for it, now you get it Zach is going to do uh, A little bit of a review of The Ultimate Spider-Man Cartoon We're going to recap Season 2 so far How many episodes have we had so far? Well, the segment's off to a wonderful start (laughs) Zach,
2: wake up Okay, fine (laughs) (laughs)
1: Alright Come on
0: dude (laughs) Going once Going once Alright and that was Zach's ultimate Spider-Man segment And that was uh, It's a wonderful Segment idea That we had last month (laughs) Alright Um Okay, well I guess we're going to wrap it up there. Before we go, want to give another shout out to our sponsor mailordercomics.com. Another example of their great prices is on Superior Carnage number 2, and this one Carnage is captured by the Wizard and Claw, and they're going to try to build a better monster or symbiote, whatever happens first. Anyway, the cover price $3.99, mail order has it for just $2.47 which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.